This is the Nitty Gritty with Ash and Keita, where we explore life in detail and place emphasis on the importance of mental health. I'm Ash. And I'm Keita. Settle in. Here's the Nitty Gritty. All right, y'all. We are back with another episode. And we are excited because we got Jay Shun in the house. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a lot to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and dive into it. Um, first, I want to kind of introduce to some um, who Jayshon is. She is a single parent of four. She's a third year teacher in Bowling County. Um, she came from a two parent home um, that was broken at the age of 10. Um, her parents' divorce played a major role um, in her life for the last 28 years. And it kind of affected decision-making. Um, and she kind of didn't realize these things until she started therapy. And I get so excited when I hear people say they went to therapy because I'd be like, yes. Right. Yes. Same. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about that journey. We're going to start from the beginning and um, kind of go up until what we are at today um, in Jason's life. So we're going to talk about life. Um, we know the average person goes through a number of struggles that they typically avoid. Um, and they try to like forget about, and we say, Oh, with time it passes on. Um, but the reality is that it doesn't go away, it shows up in our interactions with family members, it shows up in our relationships, it shows up in our way we raise our children, um, in all aspects on a job, it shows up. Mm-hmm. So, um, we want to kind of go on and talk about how it has shown up with you, Jason. Um, how, what about how those. What does childhood trauma look like for you? That's what we want to know. Um, I have a memory going back to the age of two. And whereas most, you know, African-American children back in the 80s, you know, you have fun, laughter, family time, especially with a two-parent home. We had togetherness and we had um, our foundation was the church. Mm -hmm. I was raised in the holiness church and I thank God for that because, you know, I know how to pray and I know how to seek God. Right. Um, But I was mostly raised out of fear and Mm -hmm. not out of love. Um, I want to say that's powerful right there, just alone. Um, And people that know anything about mental health, they know exactly what that means, but kind of can you expound on that? um, My father was big on respect Mm -hmm. and he didn't know and and I empathize a little bit because he was young he was young and parenting and all of that stuff and they had four kids so I, I guess he did the best he could but at the same time at the levels in which he took things no um he he wanted things to be a certain type of way and he demanded it that way mm-hmm. and that caused fear that caused um forms of abuse that mm-hmm. caused um mental trauma that I still deal with to this day mm-hmm. it caused separation between the siblings at times because some were treated some way and some were treated a different way Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just something that you know my siblings and I we still discuss to this day and being raised out of fear more fear than love it has affected my relationships mm-hmm. it has 
resentment, my parenting. Like, I don't want to be him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my career, I can see a child that comes in that may be troubled. And I can say, dang, that's probably me 28 years it ago. It is. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I can like, relate to that. Like, th- that baby comes in here and cusses me out and stumps around and throws this and throws that. But what are they going home to? You know? Yes. Right, right. So and honestly, that is a really good thing to like that your experiences as a child, as an adult, and the fact that you are actually working on yourself, it yeah. gives you a whole new outlook on even being a teacher. Yeah, it does. You can look from a different perspective. Yeah. I um <sighs> it's just so much. It's so much that I realized, you know, I entered therapy, I think, in, in September and for years I wanted to know like why why was I treated differently why why mm-hmm. and we'll be talking all day long at the things that I <laughs> so <laughs> but, I have a question I what what made you go to therapy um I was tired I, mm-hmm. I was I was tired of, of being sad you know I'm past the mad stage but I was tired tired of being sad and I, I want to be um a supportive sibling mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, I want to be a supportive sibling. I want to look at my siblings, interact with our parent, and not feel anything but happiness. Right. And I, I wasn't getting that because it's a division between my siblings and I, right. their children, my children, and it has always been. Right. And, I, and I'm the oldest. A lot of people don't even know that that's my parent. You understand? And it has always been that way. That is so it's so empowering the way that you can see you saw that. You know how some people yeah. don't see it? Like yeah. they they just go around and they know it's an issue, but they don't never voice it. Right. And it's just so powerful that you voiced it. And then you went out and got help for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know, for years, um, I would say things, I would be angry, I would go against the word of God and be disrespectful. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't like what to do like you see me I see you (laughs) you know (laughs) and I would get like that hard love right like um well you're grown now uh or um you know I don't know what that daddy daughter love feels like Mm. so with that how did that show up in your relationships girl (laughs) (laughs) here we go here we go getting in I (laughs) didn't I was 33 years old. Uh-huh. No, 32 years old, sitting there pregnant with my fourth child when I, realized, when I realized that I was searching for something I would never get. Oh, good. That's, oh, that's, oh. That's pride. Like, that's a lot. Baby. Oh, my God. To just sit with that and to know. Oh, girl. Mm-mm years old pregnant with my fourth child I had just finished my master's program Mm. I I was a non-traditional student I entered college at 25 I did everything that people told me I couldn't do like I was Mm. popping my babies you understand like yeah I I was I was looking for love I'm woman enough to admit that like I had my first kid at 18 graduated high school seven months pregnant my second kid at 25 I entered um, GMC at 25 um, when I when I graduated from GMC, I was 27. I was pregnant with my son. Wow. 
the year I mastered it, I got pregnant with my fourth child. Mm. Every time, wow. every time I had a baby, you know, I'm sitting here not realizing what I'm doing to myself. Wow. But it was my fourth child. I was sitting on my bed and it was like a light switch. And it was like, girl, what are you doing? Mm. And I said, I'm never going to get, I'm never going to get what I'm looking for because of whatever reason. And I stopped looking for the why. Mm. And I went for the next, I, I may have been two months pregnant. I put myself in a bubble. Wow. I didn't, I didn't talk to him. I didn't have hardly no male interaction other than my brothers. Wow. And I healed a piece of me. The only issue that led me to therapy was, this is an ongoing thing. Mm. People, people have things that go on in their childhood. Okay, I'm going to go to therapy to work on, you know, what happened to me 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm still living it today because things still are going on today, today that, that causes a division that you're showing me that I'm not equivalent to your other children. So right. it's it's like um, opening up that wound from back, way constantly, back. Constantly, constantly, just over and over. It and can over. never heal. Exactly. Wow. My therapist asked me last night in my session, she was like, so um, she suggested that I have a conversation with him. <laughs> and I was like, girl, I don't want to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like don't right. get, don't get me wrong. I love him, and if he needs something, um, anything, I'm there. Right. But I can't keep walking into a brick wall. Um, I, right. I can't um hurt I'm, him. I'm gonna say this too because you got to think about too, especially our black parents and older parents at that. They really do be sitting their ways. That's I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I, I know you don't, but it's a reality. It's like, in my mind, no one has ever checked me and it's been working this long, so who mm -mm. are you to come and check me now? Mm -mm, because that's not the case here because people have said it over the years. Um, his parents, his siblings, my mom, um, people he's dated. He's dated. You mm -hmm. like, so it's my, just a stubbornness, basically. Like my, my other siblings have said, hey, you know, that's not right. It's just I think a, a natural dislike really it's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a dislike and we actually did have a conversation let me go back we did have a conversation in 2017 I told you I, I put myself in a bubble um according to him he didn't even know that I was having a fourth child he called me out of the blue one day and he was like um I hear I have a new granddaughter I would like to meet her I'm in town and I was like whoa so I was like <laughs> Oh, I, who is you bro <laughs> yeah so I gave him my address and he he came over and um my sister lived down the road at the time and we all you know was there but I'm sitting over there like uh angry because right. I don't vibe with you you don't check on me none of that so my sister was bringing up like childhood memories they're over there laughing and talking and I was sitting over there looking at giving her the Snoop Dogg side <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I was like, I know they are not sitting in my living room over there, like kiki and cockeyed and stuff. So right. I said, um, that's not how I remembered my childhood. Right. Mm. Went from there. 
So like I had snot going one way and tears going another. And yeah. I, um, I was like, look, this is how you treated me. These are the things you said. Like you said, some harsh, brutal things to me that I still remember. Like I would never, ever say those things to my children, right. ever. To make me like I, the confidence that you guys see today, I built that myself. Right. Like I didn't have a dad to say you're you're beautiful. My daddy told me that for the first time when I was thirty one. Wow. So he was like, um, "Well, it, I don't remember. I was just crazy back then. But if you say I did it and said it, I did it." Mm. Well, Mm, kind of like a dismissal. Yeah. Yes, Daddy, we about to fight at this point because you gonna you gonna acknowledge this hurt. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> that's like no, no. I said, there's no way possible. So I gave him like a rundown. You don't remember when you did this. You don't remember when you said this. You don't remember, you know. And he just looked at me. I was like, yeah, I know you remember because I do. Wow. So um, he he bluntly told me that it was because of. Um, my parents divorced because of my mom. I'll just say that. Right. And it, and he took the easy way out, right? Just to blame somebody else. No, um, I lived with him for a few years after that. So I reminded him so much of my mom that. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. Mm. So. That was a lot for me to take in. Yeah. I know. Yes. That's a lot. Like, what? What? <laughs> so I'm sitting here like, so you telling me for three years I was verbally and physically abused because you couldn't be a man and accept that, you know, you was an, an abusive father in your marriage that caused her to leave. And, and then the family was broken. And now because I look like her. Right. You know, so it was just like a whirlwind in my head. and. I didn't feel any better. Right. I was happy that I got it out, but I was like, okay, we can start this over. You check on me. I check on you. Girl, it did not work. Um, over the years, I have tried. Lord yeah. knows I have tried. I have tried to, um, hey, how you doing? Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Happy <laughs> right. Um, the latest thing now is um, I text him on New Year's. And I told him um, about my current love life situation, the fact that I'm divorcing. Mm. And a summary. And any father that received the summary that I put out um, would be troubled or, you know, something. I haven't heard from him since. What? I take that back. He gave me a little whack Facebook post on my birthday, but he has not called, he has not texted. He has not checked on me or my What? After yeah. going through a divorce that was, I'm sure, was a lot. Yeah. Uh, You don't, oh, wow. So. Nothing? Like, just remote? That's crazy. Encouragement? Nothing? Nothing. He, he didn't even like nothing on Facebook. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, is he removing himself from the situation? Is it too much for... Oh, I mean, yeah, okay. So he has he have you offered to go to therapy with him? I don't think I want to. Okay, so how do you feel that you're truly going to be able to truly heal um 
do okay because i know we always say that you know it's not you shouldn't wait for an apology you should try to heal and just not expect an apology i know people say that all the time and you know okay cool but let's be real that's easier said than done Mm -hmm. how do you really feel that you're going to be able to move forward with just accepting the fact that i mean i can't have my daddy and he's he's alive and well Uh, that's something that is bothering the hell out of me i'm sure because i love i love my dad and i would love to have a relationship with my dad but i have seen this man talk his way out of some very sticky situations right and i just don't believe that he would be open and honest enough with himself Mm-hmm. therapist and with me to give me what I need what we need in in a session I don't believe that so how do you think how tell me how you feel that the the relationship or the lack thereof of the relationship with your father has kind of affected the marriage that you had um I don't think it affected my marriage I think my marriage is a whole nother topic okay Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can honestly say that. I don't think it affected my marriage because um, being with my husband was the first relationship that I gave 100% after I came to realize that I was searching for something that I would never get. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when I started dating, like I had like new eyes Mm. and that was like different that marriage failed because of like I said we we can do baby we're gonna have to set this up another day for that <laughs> I gotcha we do a part two <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow that's a lot so how has it been after divorce like how how are you bouncing back I'm, from that I'm not officially divorced yet I got a few more okay. days okay uh, but as far as the separation and and getting my life back on track it's at first, it was, honey, I had this Miss Seeley cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, crazy. okay, hold up. No hope for reconciliation? No, ma'am. Okay. No, okay. ma'am. Um, No, ma'am. But I, I was I was hurt for more than one reason. Gotcha. Because, like I said, he was the first person that I actually gave a shot. And mm-hmm. I, I all into it. And this is why. I believe in taking care of your mental health because if, if, if I'm saying about mine, you're gonna have to see about yours. X. Right. What? And True. not any marriage, relationship, friendship, people do not understand. Yeah. We people don't understand that you really got I'm not and people I uh, we laugh with my friends, some other friends I have. And um, you know, they'll be like, Girl, you and Ashley in a marriage. I be like, <laughs> me and Ash not in a marriage, but baby, it's close, it's the next close thing to a marriage. Right. And the reality is that we are best friends for real. Like this just ain't no title, like, oh, that my best friend. No. Like we have cried, we have let we have a whole lot of crying, arguing, like real legit arguing. And we both had to look at the fact that hey, we need therapy, something wrong. Yeah. Something wrong. Like for real. And when you come to that, you know, it because it can't always be somebody else. You gotta be a part right. issue. Right. And I think we both had to see that. Like, Ash told me some things that I really didn't look at like that. And I was like, oh, wow. Dang. Like, hearing it from her telling me how I was was like, dang. Like, I, that's, yeah. 
that, another, that was you know what I'm saying even though I felt like my heart was good even and that's another thing people feel like their intentions are good but the reality is that it's not necessarily good for the person and we can't assume that oh I, I got your best interest at heart you should take it as that they don't have to take it at that because they could be going through some things in their life that we don't even know about or that they don't they rather not deal with and it looks like we're attacking them yep so yeah. Right. Um, I think, and not only that, not only that, when you're getting yourself together, you see things way clearer. So right. you see things that the other person is doing that is not helpful, that is not prof. Um, like they can't keep going on like this, yeah. and so it hurts you to see them acting that way, and then right. that they're continuing to do it and not seeking help, not trying to find help. They're fine with the situation. Right. And as you're growing, when you see somebody not growing, it makes you feel some kind of way. Right. Especially when it's your partner right. or somebody that close to you. Exactly. It's just like, I don't want to grow up out of love with you. I don't want to. I need right. you to grow uh, with me. We both had agreed to do um, therapy because we both had like trauma and we were going to mm-hmm. meet in the middle. Couples therapy. It didn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, he told me my, my therapy was fake ass therapy. <laughs> that's, that's typical though. That nobody wants to deal with themselves. Let's be real. And that, uh, when you don't want to deal with yourself, unfortunately, in their mind, he, he told me my, my my therapy was fake. Um, and that's because I chose not to go into therapy talking about us. I wanted to talk about my roots. You know. Yeah. And, and build up to it because I know as a person that my my patience is like really, really short. Mm-hmm. And I can get angry like in a second. Mm-hmm. Whether I show it in my actions, I need to work on my face, baby. Like I don't want to be known as the angry black woman. Right. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me that I could be deep in thought. I'm not angry, but I could be deep in thought. And my coworkers say, what's wrong? Girl, get away from me. Nothing. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking. I may be thinking about the fried chicken or something. You know? mm-hmm. So um, I went to therapy for my own personal reasons. And it divided us, ultimately. Oh, a, man. A, a whole, whole, whole lot of other things. Like, right. I, um, that sucks. Yeah, but I just—I do I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Um, being that you were raised this particular way, can you tell me how you decided to not, or what things you did to make sure that you weren't the same type of parent your your father was? I don't beat my kids. Mm. You better say it. Can you say it again for the black people out there? <laughs> I don't <laughs> beat my kids. Um, now. They may get a spanking. I got air quotes. They may get a spanking, right? Um, and of course, when they're when when they were toddlers or whatever, if they may touch something that um, uh, sockets or something, they may get a little thump on the hand or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. Happen. But um, today's world, girl, all you got to do is take a phone, and they get in line. Thanks, baby. That is it's it's a new generation. We got to do it differently. <laughs> I'm at seven o'clock and, and they, they walk a straight line for two weeks for you. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I try not to yell. I have an open door policy. I wasn't allowed to say, and this was for both of my parents, unfortunately. I wasn't allowed to say, hey, mama, hey, daddy, um, 
you hurt my feelings when or what no my siblings and I we weren't allowed to say that right but my that's disrespect right there right. you also you been funny and look now you know I got big lips so <laughs> <laughs> when, when they when my dad would be fussing if if these lips were closed oh I got attitude pop you know what I learned to like when he fussing, open your mouth. So like I wow. was trying conditioned to do these things at my little young seven, eight, nine, ten year old self because I didn't want to get in trouble. Wow. My children mm. know that they can come talk to me. Right. That is it, that that is so good. Do you hear this, parents? Let yeah. your children come talk to you because if they don't trust you, baby, they're gonna go out there into the world and get everything they need. Yeah. Right, because I, I try to have the same kind of open door policy. Like, I want you to be able to tell me that you upset or that I made you mad. Yeah, and not just in yeah. situations, everyday life. Every right. night, I um, I single them out. I do things with them together, and like I only have one son, so I may go do something with him. I go do something with my girls. Right. I may put randomly. Hey, you got anything you want to talk about? Because they may not know how to come to you and say right. Get- have going on um my oldest she's grown so i'm not gonna say that time has passed but we still have our you know it's a little bit more deeper now like we can talk talk right <laughs> but, uh, we have our conversations and i'm real big on that because i wasn't allowed to get feelings out mm. that became anger over years Mm-mm-mm. like nobody would listen to me nobody hears me and that's a bad feeling believe me i could totally relate i was i was deemed as the rebellious one i had one of my aunts called me the black sheep of the family because i didn't go along with what they wanted um honey i was that vocal person and everybody was gonna hear me everybody and i meant that yeah that's a lot I wasn't called the black sheep, but I felt like the black sheep. Honey, I was. <laughs> and that was I, at a young, young age. I was probably like nine. I was getting called a black sheep. I didn't even know what that means. So I'm like thinking literally a black sheep. I'm like, what that mean? Do I look like a sheep? You know, I'm over here like trying to analyze today because I but as an adult, I'm over here like, oh my God. Like, that why she called me that? <laughs> I'm over here thinking like, maybe I'm a black sheep. Okay. I'm looking at my curly hair. I'm a sheep. Yes. <laughs> Girl, you got problems, and I see that they started way younger. They want me to deep me. I didn't even realize it. Okay, I'm sorry. I do. I do want to commend you because I feel like you're an awesome parent. That is. Thank you. Thank you. Like I'm so happy because we always hear the 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 stigma that when you grow up in a bad home, you produce a bad home. Mm. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like generations and generations because my mama did it I'm gonna do it this way it's so powerful to hear how other parents and parents in our generation are changing that yes are going out and doing more than they thought that than their parents did I'm gonna be better right I I, I do want to say like overall and 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 this is why I went back and forth with Keita knows that I said I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it she said we I'm real big on family and anybody to look at anybody that I've mentioned um, and be like, girl, you know, so-and-so, so so When it comes to my mental health and and if I can help somebody else, 
person. I will talk, you know, right. whatever. Right. And but let me say this too, my- is that I definitely, I don't want people to think like, even we, we, we talk about your daddy a lot, but the reality is that, like you said at the beginning, he did the best he could with what he had. The reality, and I'm talking right. about even his mental level. Because the reality yeah. is that we yeah. we at this point know that he needs help. Now, yeah, because he, he refuses to get help, that's a, that falls on him. Oh, he but, don't need no help. He he's he's um he don't need no help. What you talking about? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, we know that's what he says, but we all know the truth. And you know, people when they battle with mental health issues, because especially in the black community, they want to be called crazy. But the reality is that uh, now nah, you really are crazy because you're refusing to help. You're refusing to go get what you need. And yeah. hey, and it becomes a selfish thing. And people want, don't want to name it that. Don't call it selfish. No, it is selfish because you are able-bodied. You do everything else you want to do in this life. You're refusing to go to therapy and you know that you're a, I don't even care if I really think that I'm okay. Ain't nothing wrong with me or that I feel that like ain't nothing wrong with me and I'm good. But if somebody that I love is coming to me and saying that, hey, you are hurting me, I'm going to go seek help because I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing to hurt you. I literally had to do that with Ashley. I had to figure like, like, what am I doing? Because I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm the best friend ever. But I didn't realize I was hurting her the same way I'm just, she didn't think she was hurting me. Mm. And we both decided, hey, okay, because Ashley, she really fought that thing. She was like, I don't know if I'm, I'm fine. She would always say that. But then she took that stance to say, you know what? I'm going to go do what I need to do. And when I tell you, that is the moment that I knew that my best friend loved me for real. It was not necessarily for me. It was for herself. But I knew that the fact that you were willing to work on yourself enough, that was that said it all for me. Yeah, I was tired. So I'm so proud of you. Let me say that. If ain't nobody ever told you that. I'm very proud of you. I'm so proud of you uh, for working to change um, and break those generational curses because you making these steps, oh my God, the way your kid's going to be in life, honey. Just the setup that you're going to have for them on a whole mental level. Just that alone. Not even your children, the generations after your children. Do you know what you're doing for your your your, your whole lineage? Yes. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. It is. And I'm so glad that you came to share your story here with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad. And I I'm was super proud. So thank you for coming and sharing your story. We are, what, what can we expect from you in the future? Like, what are you trying to do now? Now that you're working on yourself, are you planning to use your, the way you're helping yourself to help others? Yes. Okay. And what direction I'm I'm unclear on that part yet. Well, you do I, a little the nuggets now. You throw your you throw posts out there and baby, I'll be all for it. You throw <laughs> some realness out there, honey. And I'll be like, Yeah, somebody said it. Because <laughs> baby. People sister, like to put on Facebook. Look, but, my like, I told your tail you need to be speaking at some of these things. I said, girl, I can't talk in front of people now. I can type. <laughs> <laughs> Not you can type. <laughs> I could type, but I can't talk. I, mm-mm, mm-mm. But yeah, you do a phenomenal job. Just just starting there, just because people need to be with the realness. They need that realness. We need the realness on Facebook because again, we know people like to flex and pretend. Oh yeah, and I'm and, just so happy that you're doing that. Also, I could see you being an awesome 
um, confidant and teacher to these kids yes. that you teach every day. So yes. um, I see you not only helping your, your own people, us on Facebook, but the, the generation that's coming up after us yes. because they need someone like you in their lives. Yep. So I, I see you doing great things for those kids as well. Yes, ma'am. So thank you again. And we are definitely going to invite you back because we need to talk some more. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime, I'm ready to tell my story. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank y'all. Thanks for hanging out. Be sure to join us on the next episode. But if you can't wait, join our Facebook group, Chat with Ash and Keita, for weekly chat sessions about everyday life. Sharing is caring, so share this episode with your friends and family. Also, if you don't mind, please subscribe and rate us five stars. If you have any suggestions or comments, send us a DM on our Facebook or Instagram pages at The Nitty Gritty with Ash and Kita, or email us at thenittygritty.ak at gmail.com. Hey, don't forget to check the episode details for everything Ash and Kita.